Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that we will be joined by four-star tight end and Baylor commit Matthew Klopfenstein. And I'm so sorry if I butchered that. I'm telling you, everybody can vouch for me. I'm horrible at pronouncing last names. But Matthew, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited. Well, I appreciate it. You do not, you do not, you do not butcher it. Don't worry. It's perfectly said. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, Matthew, before we start talking a little bit about, you know, you ultimately committing to Baylor, you know, college recruitment, high school playing career, you know, everything like that. You know, why don't you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, some of the little details about you. Totally. So um, I started off in flag football and I was kind of always like that big, that big kid in flag football that always played with that was like gonna go like straight to line, you know, and then so, but that's exactly what happened is when I joined tackle in eighth grade, I like play, I started, I went straight to O line, um, but my first year of tackle was in eighth grade, um, I switched to tight end, um, early into high school, about mid season, uh, in freshman year, mid season, like I pulled up to varsity, like I believe it was like sixth game or something like that, and then I kind of stuck to it. Sophomore year was a quiet year, we went three and three. Um, came back and had a monster junior, dropping like 10 touchdowns. And so that ultimately led to like the boom in recruiting that I ended up having. I ended up with, uh, I believe, 24 offers. So um, all around the country. And so, um, yeah, it was definitely good to see. I'm very blessed and I'm thankful. Um, but yeah, about Baylor though, like I took a couple visits before Baylor. I believe I went to, let's see, I went to ASU, U of A, the um, in-state homes, um, in-state schools. And I went to UCLA, I was at Michigan State, Northwestern, um, yeah, I think those were like the main schools I was at before I went to Baylor. And then when I went to Baylor, I just fell in love with it. Um, I believe it was late April that I was just like, it was my first visit. And I was like, holy cow, like this is a place where I want to be. And then I committed late, uh, early April is when I committed. I'm sorry. And then my I visited in February, something like that. Um, but I just fell in love with the program. I fell in love with the people. Um, I got I got really close to some of the players there. And like some of the commits were like already on me. And so. Um, it was just so good to see, like, you know, just the community there. And I love Texas. I got family there. So there was obviously a great pull to the program. And and another thing that was really attracting to – that made me attracted to the program was just how they use their tight ends. Like, they just – they just – they use 13 personnel. They use tight ends. They pump them out to the NFL. Um, and they just got great culture there. It's like they – like Coach Aranda said, it's like great person over player. Um, so that's really what um, made me, like, so attracted to Baylor in the first place. Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I'm just going to let you know, uh, you know, just upfront and personal. I'm a TCU fan. So just, just uh-huh. you know. see, so you might hear a little bit okay. of bias. You might hear a little bit of bias, but, you know, I respect both okay. programs. But um, but anyway, Matthew, so, you know, you're actually from Arizona, too. And I know we didn't talk really too much about that yet. But, you know, but, you know, you growing up and everything like that. Did you have like a favorite college football team or anything? Yeah, I did. So my dad and a bunch of my uncles and aunts went to ASU. And so I basically grew – I basically came out the womb, like, watching every ASU football game. I think I have watched literally every single Arizona State football game um, with my dad ever since I was little. And so I used to go to games, and I, I had my head set on ASU. But with the recruiting violations that they had and everything going on, it's kind of been a bumpy road for them. And so, um, I, yeah, I just didn't see myself playing there. Um, the love for the program there is definitely still there, though, because, you know, that's my hometown team, and that's where I grew up loving, so. Um, but yeah, ASU is for sure the the homegrown team for me. Hey, no, absolutely. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, as much as it pains me to say, you know, ba- you know, Baylor under Coach Aranda, they're doing amazing things down there in Waco 
which like once again I'm just gonna reiterate pains me to say but you know they are doing really good so but um but anyway Matthew you know you talked a little bit too that you didn't actually start playing tackle football until your eighth grade year so you know kind of what what kind of made you want to wait that long was it kind of like just your parents wanting you to wait until you got you know a little bit more developed or how did that kind of go yeah it was it was a little bit of both my my, my mom was really my mom was kind of she was a little bit more on the worried side she never really had you know she's never, she's never had a son I'm the oldest of of six by the way so it gets kind of hectic in our house so she's never they're like I was the firstborn boy and like so so she didn't really know what to expect you know with the son going into tackle the ball so she just made me and my brother wait till eighth grade um I'm grateful that I waited till eighth grade just because I was so involved in the passing game and, and um, during sevens and like um during seven on seven and like football I was just so involved and stuff like that so but um at the same time you know I kind of wish I started a little earlier just to you know get out of the little you know just be a little more physical entering high school because it took me a couple of years to get get the game going yeah, no, absolutely, because it's kind of like that, uh, you know, kind of like during the summer when they give you that, like, week-long period of just, re- you know, readjusting yourself, getting back into, yeah. you know, football shape pretty much, and definitely not having, exactly. you know, a lot of those early years. That does come into factor, but for you, Matthew, and I've got to ask you, because, you know, right now you're about six foot five. I mean, you know, <laughs> tall as heck. You know, when you were in yeah. your eighth grade year, how tall were you? Oh, I, I was I – was- Way bigger than I was now. I was, I was, uh, I was a little, uh, I had some weight on me. I think I was about 245 was my heaviest. Um, so I went straight to line as soon as I joined tackle. Um, but I think, I believe I was about probably six, two or three in eighth grade. Um, I was a big boy. Yeah, I was yeah, about six, six, two. Man, I couldn't imagine, you know, especially getting done, you know, getting done with your school day, you know, especially for your opposing team, you know, getting done with yeah. the class of algebra. I know we've seen like those like LeBron memes and everything where it's like you get done with the day of algebra, you're done with the algebra class and you got to come and play a six foot five, 240 exactly. pound tight end. So I can, only exactly. imagine, I can only imagine how it was. But, you know, for you, Matthew, you know, finally being able to play football, you know, do, you know, play the sport that you loved watching from such a young age. And, you know, obviously going to ASU games, being in that big-time college football environment, you know, how did that kind of spark a lot more interest for you as well to, you know, want to be able to play there someday? Yeah, so I just I just always loved the game. Like, the game has just been so fun to me. Um, I had so many friends within football. And, like, part of football for me is, like, like yes, the game is, like, it's the greatest game on earth. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the relationships and, like, the family, like, the, the, the bonding that you get within the program. So, like, all my friends are in football. And I got some out of out of football, but you know, it's just like football has just been like I wouldn't say it's my life, but it's been a huge part of my life, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes complete sense. I mean, it's kind of been the same way for me. I know I haven't really played it, you know, in the past few years, but just being able to constantly, you know, watch football, keep up with football, interact with a lot of you guys, it definitely I mean, that's the fun thing about football, just the relationships you do build. And I'm kind of glad you, you know, shown so you not shown, you shine some light on that. So but um, but anyway, Matthew, let's talk a little bit about you know your transition, you know, going to tight end. So going into uh, high school, you said you were you're still on line or you were a linebacker. Yeah. So going into the summer, I was I was on the line. So I was playing I was playing right tackle. Um, going into freshman year, and I remember that summer, coach was like, our uh, one of our freshman coaches was like, yeah, I don't know, and I I wanted to play tight end so bad because you know I played flag in sevens my whole life, and so I just wanted to catch the ball. Um. But they're kind of deciding whether to put me on the line or, you know. And so slowly throughout the season, I kind of established myself as a tight end. I believe it was like the third game. I think I had like – I think I threw a, a touchdown or a lateral pass and like scored like three touchdowns. And so I think that kind of – that game – the third game kind of secured it. And then 
couple games after I got moved up to varsity, and we had a uh, Jay Rudolph, who's a San Diego State tight end right now. Great, he was like one of the best in the state at the time, and so I kind of was just under his wing the entire season, and so I kind of just learned from the best that year, and I was just, and I was just able to develop and uh, lose a bunch of weight and you know rebuild it with muscle, obviously, and so it was just so good to translate and just see me like thrive as a tight end, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, too, you know, how did that transition go? You know, I mean, I know you talked about getting moved up to varsity after only like six games, which is incredible enough as itself. But, you know, for you, Matthew, you know, going from offensive line where you can't even go three yards down the field before the ball is even thrown to now, you know, you're lining up right next to the line. You still got a run block and then you still have to be able to, you know, catch the football. So for you, how was that transition? Um, it was a pretty good transition. Um, obviously, Jay Rudolph, you know, the tight end that I was meant, like, he was, like, mentoring me. Um, he was obviously a huge help. But it was, it was it, I picked it up fairly quick, um, and I loved it so much. So, like, but, like, the catching and the route running just came easy because I played sevens my whole life and flag football. Um, and so, yeah, it took some adapting to get used to. And I wouldn't say I really caught on to it about uh, mid-sophomore year. I really started to get the hang of it, knew what I was doing, and, like, really paid attention to footwork and stuff. You know, I was – I was just a young freshman at that time, just learning the game. And so, um, but yeah, I, I, I grew tremendously throughout sophomore year, and beginning of junior. Hey, absolutely. I got you. And you talked a little bit about, you know, your teammate, uh, Jay Rudolph, right? I, was, I want to make sure I didn't butcher it or anything like that. Yep, Jay Rudolph. So, so you know, learning from a guy like that who's currently playing, you know, at the D1 level, you know, for, you know, uh, for you personally, Matthew, you know, you talked a little bit about learning from him and everything like that. But, you know, to this day, what are some of his tendencies or techniques or advice that you actually still use? Um, I would just definitely say he was he was a great blocker. I mean, he would just flatten everyone he t- he touched. It was, it was, <laughs> I remember being a freshman, my mouth would just drop. And so um, it, was, it was just so good. I was able to just uh, pinpoint the little things. And he was always there for me. He didn't treat me like a freshman. He kind of treated me like a, you know, like one of like one of his like you know, good friends. And so it was, he was yeah. so nice to me. And, just, and he like pinpointed the details and he would, and if I did something wrong, he'd come back and he would, um, he'd tell me, you know, like if I'm overstepping or if the, just the little details and he was always able to correct me. And so, and, but like when I watched, I watched this game the other week and I just, I'm able to see him and I'm like, Oh yeah. I, like that's Jay Rudolph. Like I remember him from high school, you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> no, I got you. Absolutely. You know, shout out to Jay for getting you, you know, to where you're at today too, and definitely helping you a lot <laughs> out down the road. So, but anyway, Matthew, kind of back to a point you just talked about, you know, your sophomore year is when you really started to grow. So when you talk about really starting to grow, are you talking about, you know, your play or are you talking about you literally turning into the giant that you are right now? Yeah. So um, basically sophomore year was COVID year for me. So um, we only played six games, but I only played five because I was out for quarantine. Um, but that was the year where I really, I really kind of focused on my physique a a little bit so like during the offseason after sophomore year was when I really hit it and I, I think my max is just like just like shot up through the roof and I was just and I was just in the weight room we were just grinding on the field and so we were just going hard um but yeah I definitely sophomore year was when I was really learning the tight end position throughout the whole season I really was kind of picking things up um I didn't really have Jay Rudolph as a mentor or anyone so it was just me and we had a tight end coach and so we were just we were just grinding it out and just getting familiar with the position but before junior year came around, I was the I was the biggest and I was um, the biggest and the strongest I've ever been in my life. And I, I knew what I was doing. So I felt confident going into junior season. 
Yeah, I got you. I got you, Matthew. Absolutely. Definitely. I don't know why it always seems like either sophomore or junior year is kind of like for every athlete where they really start to, you know, develop themselves properly, get up to, you know, the point yeah. where they need to be when they do go to the D1 level. So uh, mm -hmm. also another thing I want to ask you too, Matthew, yes. and if I can remember it, what I was about to say, oh yeah, yeah. So, so um, for you personally, you know, if you're finally getting acclimated to being at tight end after playing O-line to start your career, you know, what was the exact moment for you that you realized like, okay, I can actually make it to the D1 level playing tight end. Like, whether it was in a game, off the field, you know, whenever, when was that moment for you that you realized, like, I'm going to do this? Yeah, totally. Um, it was definitely – oh, let's see. It was my it was my first offer. It was definitely when Arizona offered me. It was uh, February 2nd. I still remember the date. February 2nd after my sophomore year. I remember sophomore year was a decent year for me. I remember I put up, like, 150 yards in, like, five games or something as a sophomore. So I, I had a decent, like, I had some decent stats, but they could be better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do remember, I remember I was sitting down in my room and I remember school was online and I got a call from my coach and he told me that Arizona offered me and I was like freaking out. I didn't know what to think. <laughs> but that, <laughs> yeah. but after that moment, it kind of became real. And I was like, okay, I need to do, I need, we need, I need to hit this thing hard. I have a real shot at making this thing big and going somewhere with this. And so that's where I really went head first, head first. And that's, that's ultimately what led, um, led all the um, the preparation and the motivation to get bigger and stronger. And so throughout the offseason, I just grinded. Hey, no, absolutely. I got you. And, you know, Matthew, you know, for athletes getting their first offer, it's, you know, it's like a surreal feeling, right? Like it's it doesn't feel yeah. right, you know, being able to actually say, you know, I'm going to be able to play, you know, not even just D1, but Power 5, playing the Pac-12, you know, you growing yeah. up watching these games. But I had to imagine there had to have been some type of mixed emotions, right? You know, being an ASU fan, you're getting yeah. offered by Arizona, you know. But anyway, like, how did your parents react when you told them, like, hey, I just got my first ever offer? Yeah. Well, my mom didn't believe me. She's like, shut up. Like, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my dad was like, and that was like, and once my dad found out that it was true after we got off the phone call with the, with the coach, Coach Powell over there, he was like, oh, man. <laughs> it was just <laughs> kind of, it was all funny because, you know, he just grew up loving ASU and, uh, but it was it was fun, and what's fun about our family is that I got cousins that um that um go to they they go to Arizona, they attend Arizona, and so um Ooh, man. They, there's a, there's a little bit of a family rivalry, and so when they found out, they kind of like crazy, and it was it was fun. Hey, no, I, I completely understand that those family rivalries. And I know all the people here on the Cover Seven podcast are probably getting tired of me saying it all the dang time, but <laughs> you know my dad's side of the family all went to UT, you know University of Texas, played football at UT, <laughs> and then my mom's family. You know, when they moved down here from Maryland, where they're originally from, you know, immediately moved to Fort Worth, automatically yeah. became diehard TCU fans. So it's always been 50-50. So I completely understand. But I know for you, oh, yeah. it's definitely a lot more of a rivalry dynamic because ASU and Arizona, I think that's one of the more underrated rivalries in college football. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you won't really hear about it as much, but especially if you're from Arizona, man, that is a rivalry. It, it is very big. Yeah, but, for sure. I was actually at the, I was actually at the Territorial Cup. Uh, last year and it was it was crazy there were fights there was, it was it was nuts man i'm telling you when those when those fans get about two or three beers in deep yeah it's yeah. it's wraps for Watch the rest of the... <laughs> yeah exactly but but anyway matthew kind of a little bit more back to you so you get that first offer from arizona and yep. you know a lot of athletes they tell me you know hey mason it's kind of like a snowball effect right you know they keep coming one after another after another was that kind of the same case for you or did it take a little bit more yeah. until you started getting rolling um, you know, it did. I remember I walked into the junior season with four offers. So Arizona, Michigan State, Iowa State, and Oregon State. 
those four were the ones that offered me before my junior season. And then I believe I got like uh, maybe six, five or six more offers um, throughout the junior season. And then once I posted my, my junior season, like highlights, like mid December, um, they, it just took off. I remember like coming back from Christmas break and it just, I think I got maybe close to 10 offers in January and it just kind of then February. Yeah, it was, it was rolling. Yeah. There was a point where I had like four in a week. It was crazy. Now, now I've got to ask you, Matthew, because I've had a few kids tell me this too, but did you have like a, like a day where you got like two or three offers like in a day? I know you just said like four in a week, but did you Uh, have like experience like that? Trying to think. No, actually, no, I haven't. But actually one time, I got offered by ASU late. I remember they were like my – I think they were like my 11th offer or something. But I got offered by ASU um, at my brother's youth football game um, on a Saturday night. And then I got a call the next morning from Michigan. It got offered by Michigan. Ooh, and then – Yeah. Yeah, and then I got a call from Tennessee that night. So so I got three offers within like 24 hours. That is – see, that's crazy. Like I've, like I've gotten plenty yeah. of those stories too. I mean, it's just – it's cool, you know, hearing about y'all succeed so much and – I mean, don't get me wrong. Michigan and Tennessee, those are not like small offers. Like that's yeah, that's like the climax of college football. Now I gotta ask totally. you though, I know you know definitely being you know down here in the South. I mean, me personally, I'm from Texas. You're from Arizona. You know, we're we're acclimated to the heat, right? So when totally. you get offers to all these northern schools like Michigan, Michigan State, did you ever kind of question about going up there? Or did you kind of know you wanted to stay more down towards the South? Uh, I definitely want to stay more down towards the south. My family is a huge thing because, like, I got so much family, like, so much cousins, like, grandma, grandpa. And so it's just always been so huge. And, like, family's always meant so much to me. So I knew I wanted to stay relatively close. Um, like, I wouldn't want to go, like, you know, to the east or anything like that. Um, but I was, I've always just been, like, yeah, re- yeah, relatively wanting to stay close to home. Um, that's pretty my big priority. But as far as the cold goes, I've, I've really thought about that much. Um, I think I think I just kind of told myself if I walk into a program and I love it so much and I feel like it's the right fit, then I'll just then I'll you know I'll do it accept the cold. Hey, absolutely. Hey, especially if you're gonna be up there in Michigan, you better exactly. you, you better accept it. But now, nah, anyway, oh, Matthew, yeah. a little bit back, you know, like once again, get back to you a little bit more. So getting all these offers and everything like that, you know, when did Baylor start to get into your recruitment? I know that's who you ultimately committed to, but for you, you know, when did Baylor actually start showing a lot of interest? Yeah. So. Um, I'm trying to think. We talked for about two months before I committed. And so it was a really, it was a really short period. But I remember my dad, we were talking one time. I, I believe it was like mid-January. We were like, man, like, how cool would it be if Baylor offered you? And like, so my dad told me, because like, we're, you know, we're a Christian family. I live in a Christian household. And so, um, you know, Baylor obviously being a Christian, you know, um, private Christian um, university is obviously a big attraction to me. And so right, I was like, how cool would it be if Baylor offered you? Like, that'd be sick. Like, you know, it's a good program. And then I get offered a week later. <laughs> yeah. Totally crazy. Yeah. I literally got hit up by Coach Bullfig, one of, one of the office assistants. And he, he hit me up like two days later after me and my dad had a conversation. Then he offered me. And so we just kind of talked in and out, in and out. We set a visit date. We went and, you know, went and visited. Fell in love with the program. Committed. I, I got you. Now, let me ask you a little bit about, you know, your visit actually out to Baylor. You know, kind of what were your first impressions? Because, you know, the stadium, it's right on the it's right on the Brazos River, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the – I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of bad with when it comes to geography, but I'm, I know it's yeah. next to that river. So, you know, being yeah. able just to see a stadium like that, I mean, kind of, you know, what were your first reactions? 
I was I was amazed. I, I had no idea what to expect. And then when I saw that place, I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. That was my first reaction. I got you. I got you. So, so you know, you all to, yeah. ultimately, you take your visit out to Baylor. Have you been to any uh, Baylor games yep. yet or anything? I have not. No, I'm going next week uh, to Kansas State. That's gonna be that's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be a big one. That, be, that yeah, I'm excited. All, all I'm gonna say is definitely should go to the uh, TCU Baylor one if you do get a chance. Just throwing uh-huh. it out there, but 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 okay, but, anyway, okay. but but anyway, Matthew. So you know, you take that visit <laughs> to Baylor, and you know, you go back home. How long was it until you actually did commit to Baylor after that visit? Um, it was about a. I believe I visited like mid April, and then I committed or mid. Mid March, I'm sorry, and then I committed April like seventh or something. Um, but I do remember I had, um, I had a visit to UCLA already planned, and I wanted to commit to Baylor so badly, but I kind of took it like really, really cautiously, and I told myself like, all right, let's go to UCLA. You know, maybe it was just maybe I just got super excited about Baylor because I was, it's a like you know the visit jitters, and I got super excited. Maybe it'll die off, but the love for Baylor never died off until. I walked into UCLA with my head at Baylor and UCLA. It was not a good visit whatsoever. It was just, it was a bad experience. Um, we kind of, we kind of, they kind of kicked us out of the, kicked us out of the facility. Dang, um, really? We had like, yeah, well, yeah, because they haven't watched practice and like they told me that we would do a bunch of other stuff and then they just never did it. And just like kicked us out. We had like eight hours to kill to our flight. Ooh. And so we kind of, we walked to Santa Monica Pier. We like rode scooters all the way around. And then we kind of sat down at this little coffee shop, and then I called coach and I committed to Baylor right there, about yeah. three hours after I walked out of UCLA. <laughs> yeah, I, I could only imagine. And, you know, no offense to any UCLA people out there, but I don't really think you're missing out on too much. I think, and it pains me to say yeah. this, but I think you made the better decision going to Baylor. So, but, oh. um, but anyway, so yeah, Matthew, you go through that experience. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't, it, I'm, you know, I'm done deciding I'm going to Baylor. So you call, you know, you let them know you're committing. You know, how did your parents react? Kind of like what was kind of what was the initial reaction for you, you know, when you did ultimately make that commitment? Oh, it, was, it felt so good. It felt like a weight lifted off my chest because I knew like I had that spot locked in and I knew um, I knew that it was right for me. And I, I felt it, too. And so did my parents. My parents knew that, like, they could totally see me playing there and they, and they felt it, too, when they were there. So um, they were obviously really happy for me and, and they were super excited about what the future has been. So. Yeah, I got you, absolutely. So, also, I want to ask you, too, Matthew, you know, Baylor, they have a really underrated coaching staff led by, you know, former LSU. Was he he the D.C.? I think he was the D.C., right, at LSU? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, obviously have a really underrated head coach in Dave Aranda. So, how has your relationship been with the coaching staff so far? So good. It's been so good. Coach Mateos, O-line coach, Coach Grimes, Coach Bullfing, Coach Curtis, a bunch of people just – we talk We talk every week. We're always talking. I'm always on phone calls. Um. Yeah, I love I love coaching staff so much. Like like, we were at Coach Aranda's house on my official, and like all the coaches were just sitting around the table with me and mom and dad, and we were just laughing, having a good old time. So our relationship's really good. Um. And yeah, it's only gonna get stronger. So I'm super excited to see him again this weekend. Hey, I love I absolutely love to hear that, man. Seriously, and you know, I personally I've always liked Dave Aranda. I liked what he did at LSU. I mean, that season was incredible when he was a defensive coordinator, and then what he brought to Baylor in just a short amount of time he's had. I mean, it's been incredible. So, so for Matthew, kind of just one last thing I want to ask you about when it comes to uh, just recruitment wise is, you know, what really did uh, seal the deal on Baylor? Like, what was the final factor for you that you said, okay, this is going to be the school I'm going to go to for the next four years? Um, it was definitely person over player. Um, I feel like the vibes that I got at Baylor and like 
um, what they taught, like the person over player and everything I had, like the culture that was there is basically was like pretty much similar to how I was raised. Um, like my parents have always like, you know, hammered that. Um, we've always hammered, um, you know, the Christian religion has always been hammered into our household. And so I just felt that presence over there. And so just, it felt like no change. Like I walked in there and it kind of just felt like, I was like, yep, this is home. And so um, I was in the airport. I was like, yeah, mom, I was like, this is home. Like, I feel it. And she's like, yeah, I do too. And so that's ultimately what made me commit. Hey, absolutely. So, you know, now that you're committed to Baylor, you're going into your senior season, you know, what were some things that you were looking forward to and some things that you actually wanted to work on, you know, going into your final year of high school ball? Yeah, I was, I just wanted to work on like the fundamentals and the little things like just completing blocks and just, you know, helping guys on the team, like being a leader with our, for our team. Um, um, and ultimately just winning games because like I'm trying to win another state championship. We won a state championship last, last year. So I'm trying to win another one this year. So I can get two rings, walk out of Arizona with two rings. So kind of cool. Yeah, that'd, um, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be lit. It'd be lit. But ultimately just trying to be the best team leader I can be. But as far as myself and like things I need to work on, I uh, just, I'd definitely just say probably, probably more on the blocking side. Um, you know, I can block, but, like, there's some things I can fine-tune. And so I've just kind of been working on myself and just making the best version of myself. Hey, absolutely. And definitely, you know, when you get to Baylor, you know, Baylor's got kind of a star freshman running back going on right now with uh, Richard Reese. He's been he's been balling out for the yep. Bears. So definitely that'll be fun seeing you in that offense. But, but anyway, yep. Matthew, you know, for you, I'm guessing your senior season is kind of starting to come to a close. I know here in Texas it is at least. But – um. Yep. You know, for you, you're looking back now at your senior year, your final year of high school football. You know, what are some things you're going to take away from this season that you're going to bring with you over to Waco? Oh, man, just all the memories. I'm, I'm going to bring so many memories. I'm like, all the people, I'm going to miss so many people. But um, I, I've made so many memories with these guys. Like, they're like, they're my brothers. And so um, I'm going to miss them so much, but I'm, I'll never forget them, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, Matthew, you know, I mean, I know you still have a lot left in your senior year. And, you know, outside of football, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to as you do wrap up your senior year of high school? Uh, I'm looking forward to just starting a new journey. Like, I'm just starting, like, starting fresh in a new state and just, you know, kind of just walking life over there and just kind of working myself up the chain and being the best version of myself. And so, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to what life has, has to offer. <laughs> hey, absolutely, man, absolutely. So, uh, just one final thing before we before I do start ask, asking you some more interesting questions, but uh, Matthew, just the final one I want to ask is, you know, when you do arrive on campus, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to? You know, whether it's outside of football, just school wise, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to when you do arrive at Baylor? Uh, just times with the new friends I'm gonna be making. I'm gonna be making so many friends. I already got some friends, like you know, some commits. Like I know a bunch of the commits, but you know, um, I'm excited just to meet new people and. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I'm just excited for the whole experience because I just know it's going to be a, a lit college experience. And so I'm excited. Hey, absolutely. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. So, Matthew, kind of just into some final questions before we do start to wrap mm -hmm. things up. But the first one I want to ask you is, and you kind of answered it a little bit, but I want to just get, kind of yeah. get a little bit more in depth into it, is whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, you know, what player's play style do you feel like you resemble the most and why? Oh, Oh man, that's a hard question. I'd probably say probably Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Okay, okay. probably more Travis Kelsey. I'd so, definitely say Travis Kelsey. So do you kind of feel like you got the same type of like receiving talent as Travis does? I mean, uh -huh. he's a, he's he's a decent blocker, but obviously he's more known totally. for running routes and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I definitely say my my receiving game and my catch and my catching are, are are better than my blocking. I would definitely say. Um, 
Um, not by much, but they, they, I can definitely, yeah, definitely say I'm better at catching the ball than blocking. I got you. I got you, Matthew. Absolutely. And the next one I want to ask you is, is, you know, right before game time, and I'm telling you, do not mess this question up. Just just letting you know right now. Right before game time, you know, got your headphones on, your AirPods in, you know, in, you're sitting in your locker or you got the team speaker going on. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Oh, man. You know, I, sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes I, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I do be rocking some Katy Perry once in a while. Okay, I, I, I respect the honesty. You know, I don't think a yeah, lot of guys I, would admit yeah, that. I, I respect. It, I respect the honesty. It comes on. You know, if it comes on, then I'm 100 listening. <laughs> Absolutely. No, definitely. You got any other songs you listen to? Because I mean, you don't got to just narrow it down to one artist or anything. Anybody else you really be listening to on game day? Not really. There's a huge speaker that we got in the weight room and and the. In the team room, so whoever's on Ox gets it. I'm never on Ox to tell you that. Dang, they don't put they don't put you on Ox. They don't want to listen to another like. No, baby, I, I got, I, no, I got no Ox skills. I'm telling you, it's bad. Oh come on, Matthew, come <laughs> on now. Because when you get to college, man, you really got to be able to. You really got to be able to get that get that thing figured out. I know, I know. I, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> no, absolutely. But you know, Matthew, just one final thing. Is there anybody you want to thank for getting you to where you're at today? Oh, I want to thank everyone that's like supported me because I know there's a bunch of a bunch of supporters out there, there's some haters out there, but I just want to know. I just want to thank everyone that's you know supported me and, and it's gonna follow along my journey. And uh, yeah, I just want I just want them to know that I'm gonna try my hardest and um, yeah, I'm gonna continue to be the best player I can. Hey, absolutely. Well, Matthew, thank you again seriously for coming on today. And you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, make sure to go show my guy Matthew some love. As much as it does pay me to say he's going to Baylor, but make sure to show him some love. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave all of his socials, links, everything like that down below in the description of today's episode. Matthew, I do look forward to seeing you play it down there in Baylor. That offense is gonna be electric for the next few years. And you know, I just look look forward to seeing you uh flourish here in the next few years. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.